0: Unfortunately or fortunately, this is not like one-size-fits-all model. Depending on what is your branding and is that something you want to associate your company with, that is what every HR and the leader has to think about. If they feel that they want to be positioned as a company which promotes work-life balance, then they should ensure that messaging is right.
1: Welcome to The New HR, a podcast for HR professionals who strive for more than just compliance and paperwork. We believe that HR is at the heart of any organization. So our show is all about meaningful conversations with HR tech founders and high performers who are driving change in the industry. From employee journeys to HR platforms and wellness in the evolving corporate world, we cover it all. Now, here's your host, Mark Jackson.
2: Welcome to the new HR show. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and I'm excited to have uh, Saurabh the uh, CEO and founder of uh, an interesting platform, HR platform for employee engagement called uh, Advantage Club. Welcome.
0: Yeah, thank you, Mark. Very glad to be here and uh, I look forward to the session.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. I'm really interested in, in learning a little bit more from your, uh, your perspective. Uh, I guess starting right off, if you could just share a few things about your, your background and what has brought you to where you are today.
0: Yeah, so like I started my career at Amazon in the U.S., then worked for Microsoft for some time. And then, personally, I was very passionate about employee engagement as a problem statement. So that's how it led me to start Advantage Club, So I thought that every employee working across the entire globe should get the best of benefits and best of rewards. So that's how we kind of started the journey, and uh, today um, I'm running Advantage Club.
2: Okay. And if you could just give us a little bit of background in terms of what exactly is Advantage Club and you know who's using the software and who gets the most value. Yes,
0: yeah, so Advantage Club is a global platform for employee experience and engagement. It is being used by more than 1,000 companies across 100 countries. Our typical customer would be mid to large companies having uh, at least uh, 500 to 1,000 employees. And my largest customer today has 300,000 employees.
2: Wow, that's that's wonderful. How long? How old is uh, Advantage Club?
0: Uh, we have been around for a while. We started this like six years back, but uh, the current form of business is there since three years. So since three years, we are doing exactly what we are doing.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I noticed you 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 made a, a change or I guess a tweak in the way that you uh, were were doing the platform back in two thousand and nineteen. Actually, just before the pandemic, you know, a lot of people in twenty twenty did a big pivot. So can you share a little bit about that, like kind of where you were and and what change you made and and what type of impact that has had?
0: Yeah, sure. So earlier, also we were an employee engagement space, but we were more of a curated platform for employees where employees could get access to better prices. So it was like a corporate discounting platform. It was focused more on SMEs. Then uh, when the COVID hit us, we realized that this is actually a bigger requirement for companies For employee retention and employee engagement, more than uh, a marketplace where you can get access to better offers, the business transformed into a setup in which we started running end to end reward recognition, flexible benefit, and other things that a company provides to its employees on uh, our SaaS platform. And uh, we also decided to go global in the middle. Earlier, we were only in India. And since then, like 2020 to today, we are now live across 100 countries.
2: Now, what languages do you serve on your platform?
0: So we live across more than uh, 30 languages. We, of course, support English, Hindi. We also do Arabic, uh, French Can- language, Canadian French, and so on. So we support more yeah. than 30 global languages.
2: 30 languages. That's that's amazing. Um, who, who would you say in terms of using the software, um, obviously, the end users, the employees are going to get value, but in terms of an organization, Where do you find most of the people coming from? Is it from operations or from HR or where are you getting the most uptick in terms of people joining your platform?
0: Yeah. So employee engagement and employee experience is a core KRA for an HR. So typically a CHRO or a VP of HR who has the focus on driving retention among employees, employee experience is our ideal customer and they kind of make the decision for the product.
2: Okay. Can you give us uh, you know just high level example of some of the tools in the in the in the program itself?
0: Yeah, so uh, there like four different tools are built into the platform. First is reward and recognition. So any company which has any sort of decision making, whom to recognize, whether it is nomination approval workflow or anything else, everything gets beautifully designed designed in our platform. And then we have more than thousands of brands where employees can get points. And can go and redeem so that's the core solution the second big part for us is flexible benefit where employees are getting points for things like uh, medical wellness work from home learning and development so again employees can go and redeem those points on specific category and then the other two products we have is uh, first is perks which is the corporate discounting platform and last one is communities where people can come and engage with each other we can create say a hobby club a hiking club for you where people who are interested in hiking can hang out with their colleague, practicing what they love. So these are the four core products that we have in our platform.
2: What is is the growth uh, been in your communities element in the past two or three years?
0: Oh, it's huge. So overall today, more than I'd say a million people are using communities Mm -hmm. on a very active basis. So yeah, it's fairly popular and especially it works very well for large enterprises because they have large workforces we have also experimented with products like an internal craigslist where people can buy sell from each other that's also fairly popular among the employees
2: okay right and and how how do you how do you structure I'm, I'm just thinking of your your largest did you see your largest client has 300000 employees
0: yeah yeah your largest one has 300000 employees
2: so how does the platform structure the approval process for you know rewards or for, you know, giving people, um, you know, accommodation or kudos or something like that? Is it, there's there's manager levels or multiple levels or you or you can globally set, like how, how does exactly does that work?
0: Yeah. So typically your managers or uh, HR leads can kind of recommend people. And uh, depending on the company's policy, there can be maybe no approval, directly people can give, there can be anything between one to five approval in the process so the tool takes care of it that who needs to approve and they will get a reminder that someone has nominated so they have to go and approve and if they don't do it within time they'll get uh, constant like messages around it so Mm -hmm. like the policies are completely built into the platform so you can just desertize it
2: i like reminders i'm I'm a big fan of reminders so Mm -hmm. i I like that um can you um, like obviously employee engagement is such a broad topic and there's you know there's there's no one silver bullet. There's so many different pieces of the puzzle in terms of engaging employees, whether they're in the office or or remote. But can you tell us like, what is what is the, kind of the top of the list of, of of employee engagement tools that you provide your clients with? I know, I know you do a number of different puzzles, but what's kind of at the top in your mind in terms of how you really provide good engagement?
0: Yeah, I think recognition is the biggest play because if you go and ask an employee, they do want the credit for the job that they are doing and they want to be recognized and somehow in the world we live in we just keep on demanding and never go ahead and pat on the back i think that's yeah. the biggest need and i'd say second big need is just to feel part of a community be more associated because if you look at it an employee spends almost 80% of their active life in office when they're not sleeping and or uh, not doing just menial chores so at yeah. that point uh, they want to be part of a bigger community want to engage with each other and at the same time, of course, recognized.
2: Okay. And what type of rec do they want? They want the recognition to be, I guess it, it depends in terms of the employee. Um, some people want to be publicly recognized. Other people want to do it privately, depending if they're shy or something like that. But, you know, obviously we're in the culture of, of Instagram. Everybody wants that, you know, public gratification. So how do you, how do you amplify that when somebody gets uh, kudos, or I'm not sure of what the actual term is in in your your platform. How do you amplify that within their peer group to make it truly valuable
0: to them? Yeah, so exactly. So, like amplification of the reward is very very important because recognition is only worth the recognition if it is in front of peers and in front of people. If it is just private, it will probably give you some satisfaction. But uh, if it is in front of the people who, with whom you work with, then it is more valued. And what also happens is that then they can also chime in, they can also congratulate, they can add on to the recognition by sharing their positive comments as well. So what we do on the platform is that we have a concept of social bus, where all the awards are getting listed like that are given on the platform, Mm -hmm. gets populated there, and other people can like and comment there just like any social media. And then we also allow the giver to CC other people. In certain organizations, there are in fact rules that whenever someone is recognized, the entire team gets a mail that XYZ person got mm-hmm. high five or a kudo from the from the manager. So amplification is very very important. It's a very important part of the need to be get recognized.
2: Okay, and how do you address? And I, I don't know if you do address it in your platform. Um, I, I guess when, when you're dealing with something electronic, there's you know a component of how do you create that sincerity connection that you know it's it's not just a manager clicking on you know heart buttons to make sure his team all feels engaged or excited in week one or week twelve. How do you create that level of sincerity with the recognition inside your platform?
0: So what we do is that in a lot of recognition it's a kind of mandatory to write a personalized message as well. Mm-hmm. And in certain cases there's also option to upload an audio or video. So that brings personalization to the message. And uh, in a lot of setups, there's also it's mandatory to maintain, like put at least say 50 character about someone while recognizing, so that the effort uh, and uh, the recognition is very sincere and it's just not like you said, people creating just hard buttons.
2: Yeah, I love the video idea. That's 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 great. Where you can do like I'm I'm a huge fan of, of of like you know just doing short loom videos and stuff like that to uh, because you get you get so much more than just an email or the heart button right you get the intonation of voice and you know why they care and and uh it just comes across as so much more powerful so i love that i love that feature
0: those videos also get published on the social bus so other people can also see that what the person said so it's actually even better than you doing it live because if you do live then only the people who are focusing can look at it but if you do it uh here, then even to people who come in later can go and look at it, that what did the person say about uh, the people who got recognized.
2: Okay. Any of your elements of uh, recognition extend to LinkedIn or can be shared on LinkedIn? Is that a possibility? Yeah. yeah.
0: All all of our recognition can be shared to all social medias, including LinkedIn, Facebook for Workplaces, Yammer and so on. And there are scenarios in which there's auto-share turned on for some companies. You can further share it across Slack groups as well, teams as well. And in certain companies, it gets auto-populated that whenever someone gets recognized, it comes on a social bus, but it will also go on a team Slack so that other people can kind of like and comment on it.
2: Yeah, I like that idea, kind of getting outside of the, the corporate Slack silo and, and crossing to LinkedIn or, or whatever the uh, the group is. Um, what do you think are, are the... Obviously, you've, you've been involved in so many different organizations microsoft amazon and and now you're kind of on the the creator side of, of of the business can you tell us what do you think are some of the fundamentals of uh of building a company
0: yeah i i think uh, the most important thing uh, in building company is your employees uh, of course the product customer all of that is important but yeah. when you're building an organization at scale ultimately it is An organization is just a bunch of people who are all driven by a common vision and is working towards that. So it's very important to build the right team, keep them motivated. And as long as they understand the purpose and they know how to do it and you have shown enough guidance, they will deliver by themselves. You don't really have to do much after that. But the key is to one, find the right people, get them on board, get them motivated, get them structured uh, towards the goal and give them then the freedom to execute.
2: Excellent. So definitely, you have a people first orientation. It all depends on the the team.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are very strong in that. Yeah,
2: I, I, I bet. Oh, obviously, you use the platform yourself, correct?
0: Of course, of course, a lot. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, in in terms of kind of looking through the lens of larger organizations, you know, speaking again to your involvement at Oracle and Microsoft and Amazon. Um, can you share some of the, the best practices that these companies have used in terms of HR and, and employee retention, any takeaways?
0: Yes. I'd say all the organizations were very strong in building the community among the employees and where Microsoft stood out for me was uh, they were very big on recognition as well. And uh, they created a whole world for employee. Like when I used to work at Microsoft, all my hiking trips used to be with my colleagues. If I had wanted to, say, do a garage sale, I can just do it on the Microsoft platform and Microsoft employees would come there. And they also arrange a lot of perks for employees. So you'd always feel special, whether you're going to a gym or restaurant, you'll find your colleague, but you'll also get access to premium memberships, either for free or at a very penny costs because you are a Microsoft employee. So they actually created the whole world for you. And then when you're leaving Microsoft, it's not like you're leaving a job. You're leaving a whole ecosystem. So it really helped uh, them, I think, drive retention as well. And employees used to be generally more happier. On Amazon front, I'd say that uh, they had a very huge customer focus. And then they had a principle of disagree and commit, where employees can kind of debate ideas. And uh, ultimately, but once it decided and people would commit to it, that allowed people to kind of voice their opinion out. So they increased that a lot, that if you feel something is right for the consumer, you might be an entry level person but you can go and probably share your ideas with a VP and you don't have to be afraid because ultimately ideas are supposed to fight and not people. So I think they got that right and that kind of drove a lot of stickiness because everyone felt very empowered. So at Advantage Club, we are trying to take the best of both the worlds and build the organization with both the principles in place.
2: Hmm. Well, definitely, you know, employee retention and recognition is... More important than every every you know any time really in our history. You think of just the employment uh, landscape right now is so interesting. Even some of the companies that you mentioned just in our chat have let you know thousands of employees go. But at the same time, we're in a tight labor market. It's it's uh, it's very odd.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So even when people are firing, if you look at it, people are firing under five percent of people. So. Still, you have to retain everyone else. Uh, And there's a lot of fear when you're actually firing. Your uh, employer branding, your voice of employee gets very, very impacted. So as an employee, uh, you need to be felt secure for continuing your work at the companies which is actually laying off. So it's even more critical for a company to communicate right when they're laying off than when they're hiring. And uh, luckily, we are in a world where people understand that. And uh, they have all gone through these cycles multiple times. So they do understand that they have to ensure that the employees who are there, which is almost like 95% of your employees, they still need to feel secure and they need to feel engaged. Else, uh, nothing will happen.
2: Yeah, it's, it's funny, like even you mentioned, that letting 5% of the employees go, all the media attention and internally at the organization, you know everybody's focused on that and the budgets and stuff of that nature but you still have 95 percent of the people still in the building so to speak and yeah. they need to be motivated and felt secure and nurtured and uh and it's it's an investment that that needs to be made and uh either you can pay a little bit up front or it's going to cost you a lot in the end if you don't uh, if you don't have that that team running well
0: yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, it can completely spiral down because at the time when you're firing, you cannot uh, definitely uh, like afford two things. One, a workforce which is not resigning but is not productive because they don't feel secure. That's the worst. And the second worst is that you lose your performers, and that means you'll have to again go and hire and do to go through the training exercise, which is very expensive process. So it's very important to retain the employees who are left and make them feel secure. And that's where the program like us play a big role. But I think the bigger role than that is also the leadership communication, especially mm-hmm. when they're laying off, it's very important to be very transparent with your employees, and at the same time, give them some level of security.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So how do you communicate that that message to HR leadership, or do they, or do they understand that intimately in our current environment?
0: Mm-hmm. Most of the customers that we work with are smart HRs. So they already understand this. So this is a discussion I have to do typically outside HR community who are not HR, say some people who are not related directly with the problem statement. But typical HR would understand this as a problem statement and one of the KRA while firing is to ensure that remaining organization stays intact. So uh, in fact, like uh, at Advantage Club, like we have our best pipeline of our life right now when the market is not doing that well. Oh. Of course, uh, um, it works well when everybody's trying to hire. That's another problem. But at this point, uh, we have the best pipeline we have ever had. Almost every company is trying to digitize and do something for their employees.
2: Well, congratulations! I did see. I took a look at your G two ratings on your platform and just saw that you were you were you were a top recognition platform in two thousand. I wasn't sure if it was winter two thousand
0: twenty three or string twenty three. We just got the results out today, actually. So. That's awesome. It's a Yeah, we are in a uh, celebration mode just before you are. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we congratulations.
2: Well, you're definitely doing something right. That's for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, a LinkedIn post that you had uh, that you had recently mentioned. It basically said the uh, the first in building strong employee branding uh, is evaluating the company's existing image as an employer. So could you just explain this phrase a little bit more? And what are the areas of improvement to a company's employee focused branding
0: sure so see every company has a level of brand or a perception for employees just like as consumers we have a perception of every brand similarly when we are thinking about working for an organization we all have some perception it can be it is uh, very customer oriented it is very employee friendly it is uh, maybe less employee friendly but i get to do good work so every company has its own uh, kind of goods and bad branding in the eye of an employee, which is which. if you do a survey, you'll find that it's actually relatively consistent. It's not very variable. So that's why it's very important for every employer to keep an eye out for that because that can change the decision for any new employee coming in. And uh, unfortunately or fortunately, this is not like one size fits all model. Depending on what is your branding and is that something you want to associate your company with, That is what every HR and the leader has to think about. If they feel that they want to be positioned as a company which promotes work-life balance, then they should ensure that messaging is right. At the same time, if someone wants to promote that, okay, we work hard, but we play hard, then that's their choice. But it's very important to get the right message out there so that employees are coming with the right expectation and they don't get disappointed on either side.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it's also if you do get the brand branding right in terms of talking about your culture and really where you are going and and you're you're living that as well. I think it that sincerity is is uh, communicated to your prospective employees, whether they're you know, it, whether you're doing talent acquisition directly out of universities and colleges or or attracting other talent on on LinkedIn. I think it's uh, there's some <clears throat> corporations that just have that that. That personality and it, it uh, comes across well to their benefit in terms of you know finding new employees for their teams.
0: Yeah and I would say it actually goes beyond employees. Your branding is what ultimately see or there'll be employees who will move out of your organization, there'll be employees who will join you, there'll be employees who will not join you and these guys will move across the world. So the branding that and the perception that people have will not only be relevant for your employment opportunities but will also be heard by your clients They'll also be heard maybe by, if you have any investors, maybe your peers. So it was something which becomes a lot more widely known than what you would think in the early day. You'd probably at like a lot of companies, especially startups, think that how I treat my employee is just that business, but it actually goes out. So it's very important to ensure it is exactly what you want it to be and uh, make right steps to make that happen if it does not.
2: It's interesting I, I can't remember the company off the top of my head but i i saw a linkedin post uh it was last week and some just somebody in my my network they had left a company mm-hmm. and the company sent them a box of of stuff
0: uh, yeah. with a
2: thank you note thanking it so they were leaving they were leaving the organization they were going somewhere else and they sent them a gift to thank them for all of their work and all of their contributions and wishing them well i thought Wow, that just it was it was just such a wonderful gesture. And yep. you think about the amplification of that. Like how many times how many how many times is that person going to tell that story? And not only that, they're gonna be benchmarking their current their past employee experience with the new organization. So yeah. uh, the new organization is gonna to have to step it up to make that employee happy, or they may end up going back there. You never really know, right?
0: Yep, yeah, exactly. And peer-to-peer feedback is so common, like when someone is evaluating a company. It's very common to pick up a phone and talk to someone who has worked in the company either currently or historically. So how you treat your employees who are moving out is actually more important than how you're treating your existing employees because those guys uh, will always remember your parting gesture. So it's very important to get that right for an organization.
2: People always remember how you make them feel. That's the number one thing. Very true. Um, So obviously, you know, there's lots of interesting things going on in terms of chat bots and uh, chat GPT uh, are all around social media and, and it seems that some people are willing to use them to automate certain HR processes do you think um, any amplification uh, where there's you know generative content tools can be helpful to HR managers today
0: yeah yeah I think it's a, it's a remarkable uh, innovation overall and uh, what, what it basically does is that it ensures that the people who are working uh, as HR managers get to do more constructive stuff and probably they can outsource uh, the day-to-day repetitive job to chatbots to a certain extent. Yep. So I think yeah. that's where the future would be. I don't think uh, jobs will be taken away. Uh, that's a fear a lot of people have. It's just that jobs will evolve just like before mobile phone. There used to be job, and after mobile phone, there's job, but now a lot of jobs have moved to mobile phone. I think similar thing will happen here, where a lot of your HR processes will get automated completely, or it might move into an assisted setup, which is not completely automated, but you get some reviews, some responses automatically, and others are manually assisted. And over the time, it gets smarter and smarter, and manual intervention reduces. I do see that as a future, because especially on the workforce management query side, there's a lot of employees would have very basic queries that how many leaves do I have? Can I get my payslip? All of those are literally like a uh, query jobs. So those all should be taken care of completely by AI's. And at, wherever there's a say an exception handling, that's where I think an employee, an uh, HR or a HR manager needs to intervene.
2: Yeah, kind of taking the, the paperwork and the the uh, th- that type of those type of tasks off. Off the table, yeah. and so people can build those one-to-one relationships and spend time, you know, coaching and things of that nature that are truly valuable. Now, you had mentioned the HR platforms, <clears throat> and you are obviously a, an HR platform. Do you integrate with any of the, uh, I guess, the traditional SaaS-based cloud HR platforms that are out there, like you know, Bamboo HR, Monday.com, those those guys? Do you integrate with them at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, so we integrate with almost every HR platform that is out oh, okay. there. Yeah, and uh, in some cases we are default by default integrated. Otherwise, if we sign up a company which is using any HRMS, we can practically integrate with any one of them. And uh, similarly, not only on the HR side, but also at times with the CRM, ERP, say with your SAP, SuccessFactor, to communication tools like Teams, Slack, Outlook, WhatsApp, uh, whatever you use will be there. So you've been, it's, you've uh, been busy. You've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So in the world we live in, it's very important to give an integrated experience to the end user. So yeah, it's yes. something that is very core cool to us.
2: For sure. Um, can you share? I guess you had mentioned earlier in the podcast that you, you obviously use your own platform. Um, can you share one or more policies that you've set for your company into in order to increase employee engagement or attention? It, it can be related to your platform or just separate
0: yeah i i would say like we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries properly uh like every uh one day out of every 15 day is a party day at advantage club where uh, the team kind of gets together uh some of the people cut cake we do a small celebration so i think that's very core to our culture second we generally have a culture of celebration so whenever someone does well we of course appreciate them both on our platform and also outside platform. So generally we have a, we believe in giving more positive feedback than negative feedback. And that's how we kind of uh, move ahead. And thirdly, I would say we are a startup and a lot of things get messed up at different point. So we typically don't take hard stance on things uh, which say someone makes a mistake and people don't really take any hard stance on that. And we just, because anyways, the person who does it knows that something has gone wrong. So at that moment, we don't really try to beat them down further. So those are the three things, I think, in culture, which has worked very well for us.
2: Yeah, a lot of people are harder. Their their own internal voice is harder on themselves than any employer could be in, in certain respects, right? So how do you, like, obviously, you have a distributed workforce. You have people in India, um, you know, in the San Francisco area, all over the, yeah. all over the globe uh when when you can't physically have them in the office to cut the cake um and obviously hybrid workforces and fully remote are are huge now how do you how do you continue to build that celebration around those particular milestones
0: uh that you yes. mentioned so we do like a, a kind of intercountry zoom call celebrations mm-hmm. where someone might be here and other team might be there but yeah there's like parallel celebration which happens so that's that's something which is very common and then all the digital platform is shared. So again, uh, that like pictures, everything is shared, the wishes are all exchanged. So okay. yeah, so okay. we try to engage everyone fairly regularly uh, across the borders as well, so yeah. that uh, people all feel part of the same culture.
2: Yeah, the, the, the celebration side component is something that's probably, I, I you know, in my experience is... is uh, is, is super important because so many of us are caught up in our you know full inboxes and the daily grind and going from zoom meeting to a regular meeting and uh, quite often you know uh, there's a small celebration with a small C perhaps in our own mind but to do it as a group to to bond um, even when some of the people other people were involved in the success that's how you create really a, a tighter team for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's very critical that and yeah, it's uh anyways uh the, the everyday is so tasking in general. So it's very important to take those moments out and congratulate and celebrate the big milestones.
2: Yeah, I agree. So um before wrapping up, uh there's there's one question that we ask every guest, and that's kind of what do you see as the future in uh, the HR industry? What's what's the uh the future look like in 5 to 10 years from now. I know 10 years is a long time to ask but what do you yeah. see with for the future?
0: Yeah, no, I think where the world is moving and even if you look at the workforce, the Gen Z, the millennial and the next generation of the workforce which is coming, they are more demanding than ever in terms of what they expect from their job and yeah. HR will have to adopt to it. We'll make the have to make the workforce very very employee centric. They will have to make the whole experience very very personalized it will uh, uh, have to be very very interactive and generally very feedback driven as well and uh, unlike historical people today people are employees are not afraid to say become an instagram star and uh, necessarily employment is not the only way to earn their bread so they will have to make the, the job more exciting the culture more exciting so that an employee feels like working at the particular company. So now the competition is not just other companies, but the competition is all the opportunities which are there across the world, which is all giving different types of experience to a human being than just other organization.
2: Interesting. Um, As kind of a tangent of that. Uh, What are your thoughts on the kind of the, the side gig economy? There's so many employees uh today that are doing side gigs whether it's for uh their own personal gratification for money for whatever is that something that you know is that a bar that we can solve at the company level you know do we get to a point where we can't be all things to all employees and there's going to be just a component of of employees that are going to do that because they're just underneath their layers they're creators and want to do something like that but i you know, obviously the side gig economy has been huge lately.
0: Yeah, and the side gig economy is huge. And I'd say uh, it's, a, it's a very controversial topic, the whole moonlighting. Uh, so I'd say, first of all, you have to completely classify uh, the employees in two categories. One, who is full-time employee, and two, who is uh, doing multiple gigs. So multiple gigs should, of course, continue. The people who are doing full-time employees, then you have to kind of evaluate, are side gigs directly impacting the job? if not then they should be perfectly fine but if they are directly impacting the job then at some point employee or the employer will have to make that call that how do they structure the whole org again i am very big on people doing what they want to do in fact i strongly encourage people to follow their passion whether it's a job role whether it's outside job i believe everyone has their own skill set and they enjoy doing a particular work and they are fantastic at their own skill set and the thing they are passionate about it's just about discovering what that is and pursuing that. At times that uh, like what you want to do can be money generating. At times it cannot be as much money generating. Then it's, if it is money generating great, then you should do that. If it is not money generating, then person has to figure out how did they, they, they ba- balance their vocation and a vocation so that both don't get impacted. And I think two way transparency is very, very critical in terms of employee, it's very important to disclose. And at the same time, as an employer, it's very important to be transparent on what your expectations are. And uh, expectations should ideally be tangible. And as long as both the parties agree to it, there's no right or wrong beyond that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's great. Interesting thoughts. Um, just as I guess the final uh, point that I, I want you to share is uh, where can people learn more about you and, and, uh, and your organization and, and get in touch?
0: yeah i'm fairly active on linkedin uh so yeah happy to chat there or over my email which is sorabhat@vantageslab.co of
2: okay and we'll include some of the notes in the uh in the uh the podcast notes as well well thank you so much it's it's been a pleasure and uh it's been great catching up and and hearing a little bit about what your thoughts are on the future of hr and where we are right now
0: yeah thanks a lot mark yeah it was a lovely discussion and yeah look forward to the, Uh, connecting again. Thank you.
1: Thanks for tuning in to The New HR. We hope this episode has given you some fresh perspectives and practical ideas for improving your workplace. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to connect with us. And before you go, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel so you don't miss any episodes. Until next time.